0: they said cunt when they were having sex you mean
1: yeah,
0: yeah. oh no that's weird like they, that's not like they call very, it uh no no that's not in the romance novels i read not very like when they talk anywhere. about like, like no like the vagina and they say "cunt." Um, usually yeah. in the more explicit like erotic erotic it's pussy but not cunt no not, no, not was, in any that oh, I can yeah, think of. No, it was, fun. but no, usually it's like um. <laughs> place no, her
1: it like it was a really good book, and I definitely want to read the next one because it was. <laughs> I found it entertaining.
0: No, that's, also, that's, isn't, that's, that's not romance like, novels. No, none, none that I can. No, think. that's, okay, that's not romance novels. Of- no, uh, not time. even like the really bad one. Not even like the really bad <laughs> no, one. That's just thank you. So, you I told you really <laughs> like, I about <am> really <laughs> it.
2: My partner just said hi, everybody.
0: Hello. Hello. Well, I guess Hello. No what to expect <laughs> from the book.
3: Pardon? Yes. You should read it, though, Natalia, but read it in
1: EPUB. Oh, yeah,
2: I have to because then. Can you bring me the Coke out of the fridge?
1: And I don't even know. Yeah, it was it, a really so good kind of... book. I was I read it for, on like, thing, one of the pop sticker prompts. That's why I read it. Right. Mm-hmm. But that, I read it the, for the... the Get it's, it's,
0: it's more women's fiction, though, um, Brooke, I would say, than, like, a romance, romance novel. Would you agree, Shannon? No. At least based on the premise, or genre it's a romance novel. It's a romance, romance the novel. Genre no, what, is what are romance? you talking about?
2: Get a, light, get a light, light, get a play, Brown. but it's a Brown. british book oh, but even british don't think books like that,
0: that are erotic hmm. i heard them say shag or like different never oh, yeah, shag. okay yeah, shag i've never heard like cut in the
2: british mm. book
0: this, I, wow. they, they
1: were like when, ready for a shag i think i would die laughing because i when i think yes. when i think of the word shag i think of Boston powers
3: <laughs> oh. it makes
0: you think of like carpet well, shag is the way they say fuck, so if, if you told me that it says shag, it wouldn't surprise me. Carpet. But carpet. Well, one time, we're we'll talking rug. about
1: shagging. I, was, I, was, I remember I was like, I think I was 16, and I was at a camp for the blind, and there was like people from all over, and there was this guy from Britain, Oh, that's like, hot. he comes up to me, he's like, can I bum a fag? And I'm like, I just, there's just silence because I'm like I have no clue what you're saying what right
0: a cigarette, <laughs> I like, yeah. Yeah. cigarette. I'm or like rubber. um
1: it's just imagine being 16 and I'm like I was a very sheltered not sheltered but I was like I was a very innocent 16 year old so <laughs> so there was just certain things that like <laughs> that that never got said in my in my presence so i just right, had no right. clue so all they wanted was a cigarette but i was like i was i was complete silence i was in shock that he had said these words to me
0: well <laughs> when i was 16 i had already completed all of mary gentry so i'm not sure i could say i was innocent <laughs> no, I was definitely no, I was no.
1: definitely like
0: <laughs> Shannon um, remembers me as sixteen. I remember 16, reading so I, I, I was
1: Braille and save wow. um, Braille note books for me. You don't me. have that's to close out to read it and I had to read it to my teacher. That's I had to read a chapter every class to my teacher. Oh jeez. Oh my so god. We were reading what It just
2: echoes more in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, we were reading L R and Yeah, because they were they're so easy, funny. they're short chapters, right. whatever. So I was reading those, and I remember whenever it said a swear word, I'd just go, like, skip over it, and my teacher (laughs) was like, no, you have to say that word to me, because I need to know that you actually know what that said. (laughs) And so, yeah, I remember, I was like, I would never, I would never say swear words."
0: Well, that's good. I I actually had a history teacher that was how innocent
1: uh, I was. Now you will hear a swear word come out of my mouth pretty probably at least daily.
0: I haven't ever heard you (laughs) swear actually. But I what about the
1: chicken? I called him an asshole.
0: That's true. Oh well I guess (laughs) I guess that's a that's a curse word. Um well I don't know, but when I was in six when I was sixteen I decided to read The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty. I'm like, like oh my god, whatever. I'm and I read confessed. That. Oh, no, that's bad. fine. You don't want to read that. It's terrible. You're not missing anything. But I confessed <laughs> it. My teacher asked Something me what I was reading, and boy. I, I told her. She was like, Maddie, <laughs> that's porn. I'm gonna tell your mother and Miss Rose. She was like, super southern, and it was so funny. And then she goes horrified and tells my vision teacher and my parents. They're like, Yeah, she reads that. <laughs> <laughs> that's. But funny. even there, they didn't say gun either. Now that I'm thinking what? about it. Now I have one. Those books are terrible. But anyway, I'll let you guys... They are very recording. terrible. Oh my God, they're it's so bad. I've never right. liked any Anne Rice. Um, I, I, I've i never liked any Anne Rice. I wish I would because I she's wanna so
1: popular.
0: I want to read her... Uh, I like the interview. I
1: read the first four interview with the vampire books. Like those... That series, I, I read the are first good?
0: four of them. I read the first one and I just... Uh. I read the I first one. and then line.
2: go back. <laughs> I read the I
1: read first them, four.
0: I read them a very long time ago. Like I read um, them co- a long time ago mm,
2: too. I read all yeah. of the Sleeping Beauty series.
0: Those are <laughs> awful, aren't they?
2: They are. Awful. <laughs> they are. It's t- when you this. want something awful to read, you read.
0: And I read. And uh, you, and you read, read, anybody read anybody. Of,
1: <laughs> I read a lot of Robin. Oh, Cook, like when I yeah. first <laughs> went blind, I read a lot of Robin Cook in audio.
0: I like Robin, Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. The medical thriller yeah. person. <laughs> it and actually really, really does. Um, I read a lot of
1: Holocaust books too.
0: I like Holocaust books. I, I yeah, know it's terrible, books. but I do. I like everything World War II. Everything mm-hmm. World no, War II like and the- Civil War. Are you World War II, Natalia? Am I doing the World War episode? Yeah. You're breaking That's up like That's super what I major. Yes, I will. When is it? It is the third, the week of the eleventh of August. Yeah. Who's on? Yes. Or Amber, Stacy. Okay. Yeah. Um. I've I gotta think about what so I wanna I talk about. But, oh my god, I love World War Two, and it'll give me, it'll inspire me to read some more because I have, yes. I have. Um. Oh my god, if I were you, I don't know if you've read it by Lynn Austin. It's like oh, World yeah, War Two. Mm-hmm. Did you just like it? Lovely. Yes. I loved it. I did. So good. So so good. All right, darlings. Have a great recording. And Melissa, please Thank talk you. about divine evil just for me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. It was nice to meet you. <laughs> Goodbye, you <too>. Natalia. <laughs> bye.
1: Bye, Shani. <laughs>
0: No, it's not Natalia
2: thank you very much
0: yeah it's true it is shannon Shannon <laughs> I have her on my phone as shannon solstice
3: <laughs> Ah, I like that well, you know you you have to keep me uh separate from all the other shannons in the world
0: i don't <laughs> I don't talk to any other Shannons, just you
3: <laughs> oh okay well, you know there, there are some they it around
0: yeah yeah There's they do. They do. Perhaps, perhaps. Thank That's you. my Naira squeaking over there. Oh, I was going <laughs> ask who is a boy boy? Nope. Mama Shaz it's is kind of strange, though. Yeah, I don't know. A, she she was interesting anyway.
1: when I first met her on, like, some I don't know, some email group I was part of. But then I do know, she know her, She's Facebook. gotten really, like, judgmental, and I kind of want to delete her, but then I kind of find her entertaining at the same time, so I kept her on. On no, right she's not water. too
0: judgmental she's just christian she's she not has, i've like, seen more than her <laughs> i've seen more judgmental yeah she's than her. just just, not, just don't like, debate with her she's not so do like, with it
3: argue her with her about anything you'll be fine
0: yeah i mean she she doesn't post i just find, like, her,
1: I just find her entertaining i just find her judgmental at the same time so i just find her entertaining
0: so she can she can <laughs> yeah. be sometimes somewhat i guess um, but she, I've seen worse than her. Like, she, she doesn't get on my nerves. Oh, they're like, totally worse than her.
1: Oh, yeah. I can think of some. She's, <laughs> she's just
0: like typical, she's a typical Christian. You guys. know, the Christian, Christians are Republicans. They don't support gay marriage. We're against abortion. A typical Christian. <laughs> you know, if you get past that, she's a nice person. I mean, I'm did Christian. You too, but that, I'm a little did you more just say that? Did you just say
1: we're against abortion? Are you, are you, is that, that is did you what
0: you say said? We? Okay, let's so make I sure said. I caught
1: that. Just We're in case cre- I decide to talk no about abortion, I know not to addition. talk about it with Natalia. No, you can
0: talk about me with anything. I'm a strange Christian. I am against abortion, I'll tell you right no, now. No, she I'm won't not, be like. I'm not going to be like, ooh, <laughs> off with I'm Brooke's pro-choice, head. I'm pro choice, but yes. Uh, I, I'm not sure I'm pro choice, but I'm pro. I'm against. I don't like uh, labels. I just telling, say pro choice. I'm yeah, against like, I'm, women I'm men against, telling
2: women what to do
0: exactly. with their bodies. Uh, yeah, kind of. But I, I'm like. Um, you know, if you tell me that you had an abortion, I'm not gonna say, "Oh, I'm never gonna talk to you again." You're a murderer and and you're a monster and yeah. blah. Like, hello, that's not the Bible says we shouldn't judge people, yeah. you know. But as a whole, Christians are against abortion. Christians are against gay marriage. Am I against gay marriage personally? No, not me. I'm a they're weird Christian. Against, they're very cons- Some of them are very conservative. Very Republican. I am very conservative. Mm-hmm. Am I gonna vote for Trump? No. Am I gonna vote for Biden? No no please don't if, vote you, if you, trump, you vote for I'm trump some- i
1: might have to stop talking to you no uh, what yeah I, we do? have to- I don't
0: know <laughs>
3: get you away from the podcast if you. Yeah. Want
0: to- <laughs> but, but <laughs> you are are liberal y'all are supposed to respect my choices well i'll tell you no. right now that shannon um shaz is gonna vote for trump i'm sure
3: i know <laughs> so there's another yeah, I, I just there's don't one
1: person that i know and that roxy knows and i know that she votes for trump and she has like cool. this whole discussion with me about it and i'm like okay i'm like cause i'm like i'm totally liberal and i i will say i'm like all liberal so i'm not so for me having this discussion with her but she's like from like texas and stuff and oh god she's yeah. very like
2: I'm on texas very it's
1: very very stuck in her ways <laughs> the and she's down, in her yeah. like i don't know late 50s mid 50s oh, now it. so she's very stuck in her ways so she'll right. be, like, talking who is this to be person? like okay can we get past this discussion now
3: <laughs> we don't want to talk about trump now who is this her, person? No, that's what i tell her oh who's the person
1: oh her
0: name is yes. robin
1: walters you guys probably don't know her
0: no idea. No, I, is I don't know. This mm-hmm. a, she's
1: an owner trainer. She doesn't really associate with blind uh, people. And I don't either. I don't, for the most part, I don't associate with a lot of blind people either.
0: I don't blame you. Us. You guys are the only blind people I talk to on the regular. You guys talk just, y'all are. Y'all are like the only no drama like, who blind What are you talking
1: group? about? You're like, you're not. I know. You don't like know it. any
0: of our people. It's true. I don't know. Um, But yeah, no, um, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to know where it's coming from. And and sometimes, you know, people, they'll be part of a group of people and they'll support the same things. But if you know who the person is and their intention, you know, like, you know, Shaz might not believe in gay marriage, but you're never going to see her like, say, oh, you're gay, Shannon. I'm never going to talk to you again. You're going to hell. No, you know? she's, she's not that me. kind of person. No. Right. right. Mm-mm. So no. it's not, um, you know, I'm, as I said, I'm a, I'm a I'm strange a- Christian. But I, I just, what I don't get about my people is, so Trump does all this shit, but just because he holds a Bible and says that he's, um, you know, he believes in God, we vote for him. How does that make sense to me? I haven't seen a politician promote the Bible in my lifetime. <laughs> no, so not in any like I he up it, and know? down
2: the yeah. walked up, closed the street down so he can walk up with the Bible upside down. Yeah, yeah. Upside I'm, I'm a Christian too. I'm a Christian <laughs> too, but but I'm and, more um, of a I'm a non practicing Christian. I'm a spiritualist.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely a practicing. So I'm see, very, I'm a very, I'm very practicing. Too, you'll find <laughs> me. You'll find me believing. Uh, you know, agreeing. I used to go to United
1: things. Church, but then um I kind of got. I guess, um, I don't, I kind of got to the point where I didn't really look upon religion as a great thing anymore. When I went to, I worked at a, a camp, a Christian camp, and part of our duties as staff is we had to go to these classes every week, mm-hmm. um, okay. those Bible classes, and they were talking oh, yeah. about how people who are like um, who are ill so like my mom she died when I, she was 39 like so she right. died when i was 18 and like you talking about how people who are like really ill and had that die at young ages there is they it's all because they were sinners
0: that's not true they're horrible they're horrible people a terrible so, like, church.
1: so like that wow. kind of really really got me away from wanting to be and so that's actually me, why my parents left the catholic church back towards, <laughs> if i had to say what kind of spiritualist i am i think it would probably be more the native culture so mm-hmm. um, believing in like the creator and and stuff like that
0: that's crazy. Yep. That's horrible. Brooke, I have never, let me tell you, I've been, that I've terrible. been practicing Christian all my life. I've never heard yeah. such a thing. So I
1: think that kind of like, I don't even know the word I'm thinking of right now because I have a migraine. Wow. So I say I've tried to you? problems. I have word yeah. issues. Yeah. So that kind of mm-hmm. alienated me from wanting to go back to church ever again. I don't
0: blame you that's that's a pretty horrible no, that's terrible that's not mm-hmm. biblical principle at all i i have never in any bible study i have gone to in any sunday school in any church well, i've never heard yeah, of, I, I such hadn't a disastrous either. thing i had
1: never been told that but then he was like he preached it all the time so i was like yep i'm done with oh, religion. That's a, he probably went that's to the same
2: school that told the whole church the preacher that told the whole church this child doesn't want to see take her back to her seat please well, they oh, it
1: made, but it made me wonder oh, like why did you accept me as a counselor if somebody who's yeah. ill so <laughs> technically i'm considered ill because i'm blind well yep. i'm visually impaired but um, <laughs> is that
0: ill though I, I don't that's know they, i don't I, know. I don't know
1: that's, that's what Addison? i want to know <laughs> yeah
0: does that people too. pray oh, for me, me. <laughs> you're blind but creepy people though like pray to heal me and stuff but I, i'm you know, oh my yeah parents I me. Hey, that I don't know that but
1: like roxy was telling me she had to happen i'm like are you kidding me she's like yeah no, a lot. i know what that up?
0: happens that's terrible that happens a lot happen. it's so uncomfortable <laughs> it's so uncomfortable yeah but i don't like it i was taught to not I even imagine
1: i think i would die Like the most uncomfortable situation I had, so I was going up to stairs and the rogue had taken me between the railings. So I had to move over a couple of feet to get to the railing. So I'm inching over to the thing and I heard somebody and I'm like, Oh, um, excuse me, could you show me where the railing is? Right. And they're like and they're like, they came over, they grabbed my leg. Bent over, grabbed my leg, and put it at oh the edge god. of the stairs. Like how? Is oh my god!
0: That know. is the weirdest Bro, thing like, I have ever heard.
1: No, oh She's like, I am not going anywhere. This person is weird.
0: <laughs> that is insane. Maybe I not want to
1: Walking with the
0: kids, oh yeah, but when I do dog, they would
2: put their hand on the harness, and I'm like, uh, oh, no, I hate that. <laughs>
0: i don't i i've had, yeah, then I pray had pray one my guy healed. tell me i was
2: full of the devil
0: no my friend omar oh my <laughs> oh. god my friend omar shannon it was so you guys it was so funny they tried to heal him and like they were praying and he's like whatever let me you know Omar's very christian too but he was like you know we know that god made us this way and we know that we That's don't have right. to be healed that we mm-hmm. are made in god's image and part of his purpose <laughs> but whatever you know they approached us on the street and he's like i'm gonna pray for your healing you are going to see and it's so funny. He kept praying and praying, and he was like, "Do you see? Do you see?" No, I was like, "Nope, still black. Nope. And he tried for like half an hour. Oh my god! It was, but it was hilarious. hilarious. Hi. Hi, Naira. It was so Cat. funny, but oh no, that's yeah. actually part of why we left the Catholic Church because they would always stare. I don't know if you remember, but. Somebody in the Catholic Church, I think, told Francesca Marinaro that, that she was blind because somebody in her family had sinned and she was the reason. The mother of the father. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've never, I've never, my parents would have, would have, you know, left yep. any church. This That's guy was such on the, a thing. we were sitting at, you know, it was his lucky day
2: because there was like six blind people sitting at a bus stop. <laughs> and he's like, uh oh. Oh, let's, let's, do you guys believe in Jesus Christ? And we, one girl said yes she spoke for yeah, all of, of us course. so okay. and then the other person said yes and i was sitting there and i said yeah i do but you don't need to pray for me he says because he had said well because if you believe i'm going to heal you and pray and i said you don't need to pray for me because god meant for <laughs> right. me to be blind and he looks at me and he goes no i don't know where you get that from jesus christ never meant for people to be blind and so my friend is holding. He made my a mistake.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought God didn't make mistakes.
2: <laughs> yeah, my my friend was holding my hands down, literally. And yeah, yeah, Shannon knows me. Yeah. Know. <laughs> so when he finished praying, he starts speaking in tongues, and I bust out laughing. Oh, oh. tongues! <laughs> and I turned my head at the same time as he was trying to rub this. I was like, "Don't touch me," because <laughs> he's trying to rub this olive oil above our, uh, underneath our Oh, he eyebrows. was trying to
0: anoint you. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, I thought <laughs> oh yes. I would die. No, now, but that, that's creepy because when, when people pray for you and you tell them no, they, like it's creepy because they they you know some remember the verse that says that people who do Satan's work dress up like false prophets. Mm-hmm. it was so funny because
2: he and he's telling us to wash our eyes out 20 times once we got home and he looked at me and he said you my dear are full of the devil because <laughs> god has no reason oh. for- and I, was oh. in there going. I said well thank you very much for the compliment i think <laughs> that's the year god. i met you shannon it was when the Kenneth Copeland people were in the same hotel as all the blind oh, people from yeah, the NFP convention. Were...
3: Oh, no. Oh, oh, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that would not have been a good time for them. These so I, own it like as a, I own it
2: as a, uh, as a mantle. I'm like, oh, I'm full of the devil because I believe God made me blind for a reason.
0: Court, actually, <laughs> yeah. my mother, my the, mother wrote it down devil. in her diary. She says that I went to a trance when I was about six and I told her, and I remember this, and I told her that I made a deal with God that I would fulfill my purpose as a blind person in this life so that I could be next to him once it was over. Oh. So she says that ever since she heard oh. me say that, that was, I mean, she accepted it when I was a kid, you know, born, but she said after she heard me say that, that was it. She never, ever, ever questioned anything ever again after that but um i don't remember saying that i'm sure if she says i did i probably did um, um because i used to say that i saw god a lot when i was like, very small like oh, under indeed. five and they say that you you do see and talk kids under like seven they say that you do see and talk to god so if i thought i did i probably did who knows but um i've just never I i've also never been raised saw with that monsters idea under my bed so i don't know <laughs> it's true <laughs> i didn't see monsters under my bed no but um, I used to have dreams that I couldn't breathe. And that used to scare me a lot. But, um, yeah, no, I, I'm just saying that I was never raised with blindness as being something negative. It was just the way I was made. Me like, either. either. That's just not. And my, my so church my, that I grew up my, in was not. I lost not, my
1: sight when I was 13. And it was still, it was no big deal. Well,
0: that's good. That's good because 13 your, is a very important did age. mom
1: lose her sight? Uh, she lost her sight because of glaucoma, because of diabetes. Um, in, I think it was like ninety one, in nineteen ninety one. So about, I wasn't even born. So I'm trying to remember. Oh, you'd be quiet. No, you we were So about two, like <laughs> two or three years before I lost my sight. <laughs> okay it's so okay. really the so right. a lot of people thought i inherited it from my mother but Makes i'm like sense. no totally ah, different not. totally different
0: well no one else is lying in my family so an all right y'all and, take care bye. Bye. bye be good it was
1: an it was an enlightening we'll try. discussion
0: don't bring mm-hmm, the indeed. devil into the podcast <laughs> well we might if we talk about cults the devil might yeah appear. you're gonna kind of have to yeah it sucks you know there's this book about a cult that I want to read it's real nonfiction. it's about this woman who was in this Christian cult but she left it aye, aye, aye. it's on Bard I'll send you guys what it's called it? when I find it when I find what it's called I'll tell you okay. but it was not like like traditional okay. Christian it was like the Jehovah Witness cultish that's another cult hmm <laughs> Indeed. Sorry, right, guys. Take care. Leave Bye. 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 Natalia
3: mm. shall leave us. <laughs> All right.
1: So that so. was a lightning discussion. <laughs> Natalia. It was kind of fun. <laughs> I think she's still on here, because otherwise
3: somebody's got a bird. No, it's still Naira. Let me see.
1: She might have left now, because I thought I heard something. I thought I heard Let's a voiceover say something.
3: Uh, I do not see her. All right. She and her squeaking, whatever that was, <laughs> are gone away. <laughs> <laughs> so, are ready to talk about cults? Sure. We're as ready as we're gonna be. Do you have any like questions before we start, Melissa
2: No, I'll just follow you guys
1: lead
3: <laughs>
1: Okay. I gonna get is, you that go sc- first. is that a is
2: that a scary idea? <laughs> Uh, no, that's okay. I can go first. I mean, I'm joking You just want me to tell you the summary of the book, or
3: so I don't want you to, like I don't want you to quote the summary, but I want you to just sort of like summarize what it's about. Um, okay, like you don't really. So want I guess to, just like, don't read. give up,
1: Don't give out more information than the summary gives. Mm-hmm. So you yes. don't want to ruin
2: the book for people. No, no, and I don't spoilers. like that when other people do that. So
3: <laughs> no, we try very hard not to do that. <laughs> Sometimes it happens, but
1: the funniest was when we get going so, and we talk too much, and then we're like, we're like, crap, we talk too much. We gotta have race on.
3: <laughs> yes, go back. Of
2: course, I've been listening to the podcast since it started, so That's I kind of like so it you know we, that we can go down to. List. Yeah. I like it when we go off topic.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I love depending that book. Depending on know, who you book. record with, mm-hmm. oh, yes, depending on who you record with, it can be more or less that way. Um, like, if you record with the twins, it will be a Sarah, wild, wild ride. <laughs> wild ride.
1: Yes. If you record with Shannon and I, it's a little more structured.
3: Yeah, we... Tend to uh, not wander as much. Amber doesn't wander much either.
2: And neither does Mika. Uh, I think, Is her name? Any... No, oh, Mika. God,
3: she Mika. wanders. Mika I does. I thought she wandered. Mika wanders. <laughs> yes, she does. We have to like rein in Mika sometimes. <laughs> Kristen <right>. can wander. <laughs> Kristen it depends
1: who she's on with. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> we we all have the ability to wander. Okay. <laughs> it's just how it works.
1: <laughs> yeah, we wander more at the beginning before we start.
3: Yes, like the <laughs> what the Hume calls the pre-banter. <laughs> That's where all uh-huh. the wandering occurs. <laughs> all right, but now we shall have a pause in honor of the Hume and no one to sing a Hume song sorry oh, so I sad do I don't think I know right. you don't do that <laughs> no some people just don't sing to the Hume
2: yeah they're off on the on a lake somewhere <laughs>
3: but they are yes, yes. <laughs> What's the date? The 27th. Okay. Sometimes I don't know the date. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Today is Monday, July 27th, 2020. This is Shannon, and I am here with Brooke and Melissa, and we are going to talk about cults. Mm -hmm. I have wanted to do a cult episode pretty much since we started this podcast. So I'm very, very excited to do this. Mm-hmm. But Melissa, this is your first Book Bistro episode. So welcome and thank you for joining us. We're Thank you for inviting me to have you. All right. So before we get started, I have the usual housekeeping information. And okay. now let's talk about cults. So I will start a off, followed by Brooke and then Melissa. And we will talk today about a collection of books that range from memoirs to thrillers to young adult fiction. It will be a glorious, glorious time. So my first pick tonight is a memoir. It is called Hollywood Park and it is by Mikkel Jolie. It just came out this year, and it is – so Mikhail Dilley is someone that I hadn't heard of up until I read his memoir, but he is a musician best known for participating in a group called the Airborne Toxic Event, which I've never heard of, but there it is. So he was born into one of the most dangerous cults in the United States. It is known as Synanon. And he lived there for the first few years of his life. He and his parents and his older brother. And he lived in this place they called the school. So the children were not kept with their parents. When they were six months old, they were taken away and raised in this sort of communal building. Sorry. Sorry with okay. Good. So they were raised in... They were raised in this sort of communal building where they were considered to be children of the universe. And this sounds all very like agey and great, but I think actually it was kind of terrible. Um, We have some hints that a lot of abuse took place there. Okay. Sounds good to me. So Sorry, I'm pausing. (laughs) I'm pausing so that the squeaking will... So, they are living here, and people, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain this, this guy who ran the cult believed that dope fiends, which is what he refers to drug addicts as, should not be able to raise their children, so he figures that he can do a better job of this, and so he raises them in the school, and eventually, Mikkel's parents decided that they needed to leave the cult, so he and his mom and his older brother do, in fact, escape. But for a while, they are hunted down by members of the cult that are like enforcers. And apparently, these are people you don't want to cross. So they're hiding um, in various parts of California and Oregon. But once they leave the cult, we see the really terrible effect that cult life has on these people for pretty much the rest of the time that they're alive. And so you see a lot of emotional and physical abuse. Um, You see the inability to really relate to one another as family members and just kind of a lack of understanding of like what it really means to have a family. Mm. This was a really intense read. I felt um, parts of it dragged a little bit. And it's not a book that you can just like blow through in a day. I had to kind of take my time with it. Um, I really enjoyed it in audio because he reads it himself. And so it's kind of like, he's just telling you the story of his life. It has a very easy conversational feel. Um, But you can always, I'm I'm, stopped being him. You can always mute. Um, You can always mute Melissa if like things are happening. Um, that way it doesn't come through.
1: Yeah.
3: I stopped
2: it. The Sorry,
3: about this. Sorry for <laughs> the okay. background noise, everyone. <laughs> Resume Hume. So it was, it was hard to read in places. I really struggled um, with some of the things that he recounted. I felt like he went into a lot of detail. And whereas that is really awesome in a memoir. It just is also very disturbing when you think about these are things that people are actually living through and they're they're not great. So this is Hollywood Park and it's by Mikkel Jolie. I would recommend it in audio um, if you choose to read that way, but you can also find it um, in print as well. If you do it in audio, you will also hear bits and pieces of music from the Airborne Toxic event that he sort of shaped um, the book around. So it adds kind of an extra touch if you Mm. enjoy that kind of thing.
1: That sounds like a really good book.
2: I like it so far. It was
3: really good. Yeah, it's, uh, I felt like it was longer than perhaps it needed to be. Um, Oh. It took a long time, but... He had a lot of really important things to say, so mm-hmm. it's worth a read.
2: <laughs> Sorry getting about the background noise.
1: <laughs> so the first, I have but- a
3: question. Go ahead, Brooke. I'll no, ask you a got- question. Later. Oh, you have a question?
2: Yeah, I just wanted to know the last, the spelling of his last name.
3: Oh, I'll look it up for you and tell you. I don't know, and top off the top of my head. Okay but I will look it up for you.
1: So the first book that I'm going to talk about is a young adult. Um, It's a young adult book. It's called Awake, and it's by Natasha Preston. So this book is about a girl named Scarlett. And Scarlett is, I think she's 17 in this book, or actually she might be 15. So she is 15 and while at high school, she meets a boy named Noah and Noah and her develop a relationship quite quickly. And one of the biggest, like one of the first things that she always says when she introduces herself to people is that she can't remember anything that happened before she was four years old. Um, at four years old, there was a fire, a house fire that she was told about, and it supposedly kind of erased her memories from before that. And I kind of thought this was kind of a weird thing to always say, because to be honest, like, I don't remember anything before I was four. And so it was kind of like her main event that she always talks about. And Noah seems really focused on this and I you kind of wonder like what like why is he so wanting her to remember what happened before she was four well as the story goes along we learn what is what the whole situation is um he is part of a cult and this cult is part of her background she does not know this um so back when she was four years old something happened and the two people that say her that she knows as her parents took her away from this cult and they've raised her as their child so as far as she knows these are her parents and there was a house fire and that's kind of where things started and we find out that noah is part of this cult that she was part of and scarlet is the daughter of the leaders of this cult. And the reason why Jonathan and his wife took Scarlet away from the cult is because this cult believes that, I'm not really sure why specifically it's these children, but the children of the leader, the child like Scarlet herself, I'm not really sure why, they believe that she needs to be sacrificed in order for them to get eternal life and oh. for them to prosper. So, Jonathan and his wife, that I can't remember the name of, they take um, Scarlet away and they raise Scarlet as their own because they believe that Scarlet should be given the chance to, like, well, have a life, right? So, We don't really get a lot of insight into the cult, which I thought was a little bit kind of disappointing. But we do get some, for about half of the book, we do um, get to see some of the cult interactions and stuff like that. So I'm gonna stop there because if I give you any more information, I'll give away like the whole story. But it was a really good book. I thought it was quite good. I wish they had talked more about the cult and that we had gotten a little bit more insight into like how it affected the people. But I thought it was a pretty good book anyway. So this is Awake and it's by Natasha Preston.
2: Wow. I love Natasha Preston. She, she's awesome.
1: It's actually the first book I've read of hers, but I'm definitely going to check out more of them.
0: Yeah.
3: I have a bunch of her stuff, um, but I haven't read it yet. Like, I have The Twin, uh, The Cabin. There's mm. mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> one more I think that I have that looks really good. The Twin is pretty but good. But I definitely want to read Awake.
2: Yeah, now I want to read Awake because you just described it. Yes all right here we go
0: all right what do you have for us
2: my first book is called a good courage and it's by stephanie tolan and it tells the story of ty and his mother ty is 14 years old and his mom's this hippie chick so she (laughs) has has taken him all her all his life to this, these different communes and cults. And this one is different because she has now pledged her life and his to the commune and the cult that runs the commune. And so the story continues with him trying to figure out what, what's going on with him and all the children. You know, they're uneducated, they don't go to school, they work a lot. So I don't want to give away too much more. It's a young adult fiction. And this is the first book I ever read by her. And like your book, Brooke, it doesn't really talk much about the workings of the commune and the cult. It just basically follows Ty and his... Search for identity and trying to get out of the cult, basically. And as Stephanie told him, it's called A Good Courage.
1: I think I read this.
3: Didn't they like change his name to like Tobias? Y-
1: yes, like they
2: did.
3: <laughs> when he was. Like when he first came to the cult, that like for some reason, that really stands out in my mind that happened.
2: Mm -hmm. But his mom is this really flower child hippie chick, and she believes in communes and cults, and that the world's gonna be cleaner and a better place.
3: But I don't want to give more away. No, I understand.
2: That was my interpretation. and like, talk more about the cult.
3: <laughs> yes. Yes. Sometimes the details are a little sketchy. Yes. <laughs> so my next book actually goes into quite a bit of detail about the inner workings of the cult. So this is The Singing Bone. It's by Beth Hahn. And it's kind of a fictionalized account of the Manson murders. So our main character is a 17-year-old girl named Alice Pearson. And she lives in upstate New York. Her family's pretty dysfunctional. She has a few like close friends, but she's pretty much a loner. She spends her time listening to, like, heavy metal music and smoking pot. Like, she's not a terribly, (laughs) um, oh, what do I want to say? I don't know. She's not really on the straight and narrow. But then she meets this guy named Jack. And Jack is sort of a visionary. He has this idea that he knows exactly what needs to happen in order to make the world a better place. And he really believes that he can bring this about, but he needs some people to help him out. So he has a small group of followers and he convinces Alice and her three really good friends to join him. And so of course they do. And at first, this is sort of like their ideal. You know, this is everything that they've always wanted their lives to be. But then things begin to take kind of a sinister turn, and this culminates in a night of really, really violent, horrific murders. And at first, you don't really understand what has happened, like it kind of shows you in bits and pieces. Because we also see Alice in present day, and she's a folklore professor. And she's worked Ooh. really hard to put her past behind her. She doesn't really think a lot about the cult these days. But somebody wants to make a film about Jack and this like, cult that he's so famous for creating. And somehow they find out that Alice was once one of his followers. And so they pursue her and try to get her to tell them her story, which, of course, she doesn't want to do. So we move back and forth in time between Alice in the present and Alice in the past. And the past is like 1979. Um, so kind of a, a similar time frame to the Mansons, like not exactly, but it has that same, very similar feel. And from a lot of the reviews that I've read of this book, um, it follows the chronology of events in the Manson family uh, pretty closely. So I have never read like Helter Skelter or any of the other like nonfiction books written about Charles Manson. I tried to read Helter Skelter once and I found it like really dry and difficult to get into. But Mm -hmm. The Singing Bone, which I believe is Beth Hahn's debut, um, was just really, really well done. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It came out in I believe 2016. Um, so, once again, it is The Singing Bone by Beth
1: Hahn. It sounds really good. I will definitely be picking yes. this one up. Yes, you should. I think you'll like it. So, the next book that I'm going to talk about actually comes from a series. So, this is Killing Mind, D.I. Kim Stone, number 12, by Angela Marcins. Oh. So in this book, we um, Kim Stone and her team have been called out to a supposed um, suicide. So a woman mm. has committed suicide, and both Kim and um, the medical examiner they agree that this is a, this is suicide, but. As Kim begins thinking about it like in the following days, she starts to realize that there's something just not quite right about it. she's not quite sure like she can't put her finger on what's wrong, but she knows there's something just not right, so mm-hmm. that's kind of been the back of her mind then there's another um supposed uh, suicide, and this is a young man, and he's found by the water and there's some links that are found between the first murder victim and this new one. And they learn that they were part of a commune and this commune, it kind of preyed upon people with, um, that were vulnerable, like emotionally vulnerable. And, so Kim and her team need to figure out a way to, like, get some information about this commune. They need to know, like, um, like what's going on. Like, how, how does these people, how do these people get, like, involved and, like, what happened to them? And so they really can't get a toe in. So they decide that they're going to send one of their team members, her name is Stacy, into the commune and get hopefully get some more information and find some information that ties them to the murders because now they 've decided that they're murders so while this is happening, poor stacy she 's like kind of stuck in this commune, and kim doesn 't realize how how much um what is the word like like how easy it is for, pe- for these uh, leaders of this commune to get into the minds of their members. So Stacey is kind of, she's kind of a danger. And Kim doesn't know this because she's, she's lost contact with Stacey. So that's about all I can tell you for now. But while this is all going on, there's another case that happens, but it doesn't really relate to the cult. So that's why I'm not going to talk about it now. But this is Killing Mind, D.I. Kim Stone, number 12, by Angela Marsons.
3: Mm. I'm not current with the series, but I need to be. It Me was too. good. <laughs> you
1: will really, really like it. It was so good.
3: Mm-hmm. I stopped after, like, the sixth or seventh book, so unfortunately I have a ways to go.
1: Yeah, if you push um. through that book, like the book that you stopped at, it um it ends up being like. I don't think it'd be a big deal if you skip it, but um I felt that it did add a little something because it, it the book ended up being better than it started out.
3: Yeah, it was like all these white supremacist people. and I, I was know. Just like, Ooh, it, it's kind of yeah. To it go.
1: ended up being it ended up being better than it than it started out.
3: mm mm-hmm. I will try again
2: <laughs> <laughs> you'll try again you'll
3: sound too <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: or even skip no. it like it probably wouldn't be a, a big deal if you to skip read. it
2: yeah yeah
3: maybe i'll just go to seven
2: save it for some that time when you're when you feel like you're you needing something to read and you just or
1: read seven and if yeah. you feel like you're lost then you can read six. yeah that's true then i can here. go back <laughs>
2: Okay, my next book is uh, uh, nonfiction. It's called *The Suicide Cult: The Inside Story of the People's Temple*, sect in the ma- massacre in Guyana. It's all about the. Oh. Um, it's all about Jim Jones and his uh, People's Temple. They um, left San Francisco, and they went down to Guyana and built a basically a big compound and community for themselves. And everyone moved to the jungle. This book is written by two journalists and they, they follow his background, the backstory of Jim Jones, and they all the way up to the final days and the mass suicide um, that the cult commits on themselves. It was very good for a nonfiction book. I rarely read nonfiction, and it was very detailed and it, I didn't feel like I was reading the news story. I felt more like I was involved in it and could just follow it all the way through. So it's um, The Suicide Cult and the author is spelled C-H-I-L-D-U-F-F. Marshall is his first name.
1: So I don't know a lot Amber. about that cult.
3: Yeah. Oh, you don't? Yeah. You no, I
1: don't. I know. I know, I know a little bit about it, but I don't know a lot about it. So I definitely will check this book out.
3: <laughs> yeah, also I really, really enjoyed liked... it. I liked um, "A Thousand Lives" by Julia Shears, which is another. Yes kind yes.
0: of uh
3: journalistic look but uh amber was telling me a while back that you could actually go online and hear recordings of the mass yes. suicide
2: yeah and, and she the, told me not to and do his it. speeches like, oh it's horrible i had to yes. do it for a class if yes, it, it is horrible. horrible so she told me
3: she told me not to do it, like that I would be really disturbed. And of course, because she told me not to do it, <laughs> and it was it
0: like was literally
3: yes, it was like one of the most horrifying yeah. things. Because a lot of I them were heard. forced. A lot of them were yes. forced. Yeah. And there was like screaming and crying and begging and it it's I, I don't really recommend that people yeah. do it unless. I think, I think really... I've
1: seen a documentary about it.
3: Yeah, you probably have. There are a bunch of them. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, that that's those, not a great
2: thing. And the shootings of the congressmen and all that was just.
3: Oh. oh. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> if anybody. Uh want to check that out it is available online but be prepared to be like deeply deeply disturbed mm-hmm. so i'm going to pull us back to fiction and i'm going to talk about the second novel by author natalie c anderson whose debut um, city of saints and thieves was one of my favorite books of 2017. Mm-hmm. But this is Let's Go Swimming on Doomsday. And it is the story of Abdi, who is a Somali refugee. And he really wants to save his brother. His brother has been abducted by a group of jihadists. And he really would like to somehow like make this better for his brother. But he doesn't know how, obviously. But then he is approached by this really creepy guy who calls himself Mr. Jones and Mr. Jones which I doubt is actually his name but you know that's fine. Mr. Jones is an American operative and he has a proposal for Abdi and that proposal is he wants Abdi to kind of go undercover and infiltrate this jihadist sect and in doing so he promises Abdi that he will be able to at some point rescue him and his brother. So Abdi does this. He's not sure really that it's a great idea, but he goes in and he becomes a part of this group and he trains with them. He really like comes to understand their philosophies. And even though it's not something that he feels good about, like on the inside, you know, he doesn't agree with all of their very um, like militant views. He begins to form friendships with people that he meets there, and these become, you know, real people to him with struggles of their own, and he's torn. You know, he knows that what they're doing is not something that he's really like, comfortable with, but like, what should he do? Um, this is a really dark look at the life of child soldiers and the way both um people who are part of jihad as well as our own kind of american um like secret agencies kind of are misusing children like not only did these like soldiers treat abdi badly but this mr jones was no great individual either so this is um it's sad in a lot of ways. Like we see him really struggling with his own questions of right and wrong, of loyalty. Um, We move back and forth in time over like a few months. And so we see how he is struggling once he is away from the sect of jihad that he was kind of drawn into and how he's really unsure of like what the right thing to do is. So this is Let's Go Swimming on Doomsday. It's kind of a fanciful title for a really deep, dark story. And it is by Natalie C. Anderson. And I loved it so, so much.
1: So the next book that I'm going to talk about tonight is Another Young Adult, And it's called After the Fire and it's by Will Hill. And this book, it kind of goes between the two timelines. You have before the fire and after the fire. So we follow our main character who is named Moonbeam. And Moonbeam is a 17 year old and we get her perspective. Like her perspective after the fire is while she's talking to a psychologist. Um, all of the children who are rescued from the cult after the fire, they are all taken to. I'm assuming it's a mental health unit, but I'm not totally sure because they don't really tell you like. Um, they tell you like the name, but they don't really tell you what kind of center it is. So while she's talking, she we also get glimpses into like her her thoughts before the fire and like why. Um, so we get insight into the cult itself. So we learn about the day to day life of living in the cult. We learn about the leader. Father John, and we learn about how he's really instilled upon his people that they do not talk to the outsiders. Like outsiders are bad; they're going to cause bad things. They're they're only going to make life horrible. Um, We just we don't do that. Like we don't we don't um, talk to them. We don't associate with them. So. After the fire is really tough for um, Moonbeam because she really, really wants to talk to the psychologist about her, um, like, her experiences. But she also remembers what Father um, John said. So we also get a feeling for, like, how... um, like how the kids are dealing with what happened in the cult. Um, In one situation, one of the children, um, he's also a teenager. I think he's around Moonbeam's age. He ends up killing himself um, because he can't handle the fact that everything that he learned from Father John is wrong. That, um, yeah, he can't handle that. It's just, in his world, Father John was like, the man, like he was, he was all that, right? And he thought that Father John was going to take them to bigger and better places. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a feel for the. Uh, I liked how we got to see and like got to know some of the other like um, less main characters, but we also got to know a couple of the more main characters. Um, before the fire, we get a feel for. How the children and how the women are treated compared to the men, uh, we get a feel for the psychological effects of living in this cult mm-hmm. and in moonbeam 's situation she had her her father, her mother joined the cult back when Moonbeam was a toddler, and um, something happened to her father i can 't completely remember but her, her mother ends up being banned from the cult and thrown out because I can't remember if she talked to an outsider or she wanted to talk to the outsider. I, couldn't, I don't totally remember. It's something to do with that. And so Moonbeam is by herself at the cult. And she has been promised oh. to Father John as one of his many wives. And she just feels that something needs to happen. So that's about all I can share for now. But this book was amazing. Like I really, really liked it. I gave it a five-star rating, which I don't give out lightly. I felt that it really gave you an insight into the cult itself. It gave you an insight into how the people are treated. It gave you insight into how effective um, Father John was in in, um, What's the Word I Want – in indoctrinating his members.
0: And you get a feel
1: for like the side, of, let the, not so much the side effects, that's not the word I want, but like the long-term effects, that's the word I want. Um, the long-term effects that are gonna be held by the children. So I really, really like this book. So it's After the Fire and it's by Will Hill.
2: <laughs> wow, sounds good. Excellent. I <laughs> never read any of
1: It was really Hmm. good. I was really surprised. And I really, really liked it. Yeah. I like
2: the main characters already. Yeah, I finished the book and I was
1: like, is there anything wrong with it? Can I think of anything wrong with it? (laughs) Because when I'm trying (laughs) to read it, I'm trying to decide. I'm like, nope, it gave me everything I wanted. Like I really Mm -hmm. felt like I understand cult life a little bit better.
3: Hmm
2: all right well natalia is probably gonna cheer because my next book is called divine evil by nora roberts and it follows well, i'm not the,
3: natalia but i'll cheer
2: i will cheer too because i've discovered this earlier today and i'm like
3: oh my god shannon can i change my can
2: i change my book yes. <laughs> um, yes. it tells the story of a sculptor claire kimball and she's returning to her hometown in maryland and it's to solve her dad's suicide basically and there's a lot of other incidents going on so she teams up with the sheriff and they discover that what they're working on is linked to these gray robbing and other cult things oh it's a wonderful book i reread it today and i read it via um Overdrive. And I love it. You had a
3: really good narrator.
2: Yes, I had the very good narrator, and who could put, she put so much feeling and description into the scenes with the cult. And oh, I just loved it. And I was like, this was a good reread. And I'm so glad that I reread it. But I won't say any more about the plot because you have to read it and see it's very
3: delicious i think it is it's hard to describe i feel like too a lot of her books you can like talk about without giving things Mm -hmm. away but Mm -hmm. this one i don't know this one you really can't Mm -hmm. so it's divine evil by nora roberts
1: I haven't read this one, so I'm definitely going to pick it up because I love Nora Roberts. Oh, you should.
2: I I recommend either Audible
3: or Overdrive. (laughs) Brooke is an outlier. She doesn't do much audio.
1: Yeah, I do more on ebooks because for me, I feel like a lot of audio you can't make it fast enough, and unless you want (laughs) to listen to chipmunks, and I have a hearing impairment. So that's yeah. that also might be part of why I don't like audio. Because mm-hmm. I don't always hear people's voices think, very well.
2: Yeah, the second time I read it was in Braille. So. And it
1: yeah, was, I would oh, really? I, I even prefer, like it better. <laughs> yeah, I prefer Braille or, um, or uh, ebook.
2: Yeah, I'll have to try it in an ebook, but
1: well, with I Braille, Bookshare I loved it because I could put myself it. into
2: it. Yeah, Bookshare is pretty good. Are you still volunteering for them, Jen?
3: No, they hate volunteers now.
2: Yeah, that's true. I haven't done anything in a while, now.
3: They want all their books to come, like, directly from the publisher. Yeah. And so they took a lot of the scans that people did, like, they took them away. Yeah. And that made me really angry because I scanned a bunch of books for them, Mm -hmm. and they took them away. Because you got me involved in it, so... I yes. go there
2: every now yes. and then and I'll see something I might wanna scan or something but or read. Yeah Just read they and don't... that's it. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Do you hear my puppy barking?
3: Yeah. No.
1: No. <laughs> oh, okay, because she's barking. I think I think yeah? Hype might be do- yeah, I think Hype might be doing something with Arizona because he was gonna do some training with them. Um and oh. if one of us isn't there to interact with the puppy. Then she gets mad because it should be her turn all the time.
3: Oh well, sure. She's the youngest and the best. Exactly. Yeah,
1: so she's really not a puppy. Um, Melissa, she's like (laughs) a year and a half old, but um, I call her puppy because she's the youngest in the house and because I've known her since she was born. So she's actually um, she's from our girl arizona she's one of her puppies so i've known her since the moment she was born and she's currently my service dog in training as well
2: my pj is 11 golden. and she's still a pup and she's still a pup at 11 years old
3: Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah she's camping now isn't she
2: yeah, she's camping now.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, we're going camping next weekend. Well, I'm but just. But she was weekend.
2: whining for mama. Yeah. It's the update Ooh. I got. She's been whining, whining, looking Ooh. around for mama. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, we're God. going camping
1: this weekend. Well, I guess more during the week because we're going Sunday till Wednesday.
3: Is your aunt going too?
1: Yep, she's going to. Or just you guys? Weekend. No, nope, she's gonna come oh, with kidding. us again. But when we go for for nine days at the end of uh, September, like September, early August, um, early October, mm-hmm. sorry, um, she's not gonna be coming because we're gonna. She'll be back at work. She's a social worker at a high school. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't think any social workers in schools will be back to work here. No. I don't know
1: yet if they're gonna be back to work, but she'll still have to even like even if she's not like back be... to work physically, she'll still have to be available right. online.
3: Right. So she can't and really the
1: yeah. And so she can't camping. really be yes. camping where like service might be spotty.
3: No, no, that would make it very hard. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to finish up here with our last round. So my is an old book by Laurie R. King. It's called A Darker Place. It was originally published in 1999, so it's been around for a while. And this is a story of Anne Waverly, who lost her husband and daughter to a cult like many years before our story begins. And as a result, she is sort of this like undercover FBI agent and she infiltrates various religious communities um, and tries to like get children out. She has been responsible for the closing of a bunch of cults and she's really used to all of the danger that this brings to her. It also is her way of kind of seeking atonement for the things that happened in her Mm -hmm. own life that she kind of blames herself for. Mm -hmm. But now she's ready to be done with this. Like she's been in a bunch of cults and she's brought a bunch of people down and she just wants to live as close to a normal life as she can. But she's approached by her boss and he tells her about A group of over 100 children who are living in a community in Arizona that refer to themselves as change. And change is apparently not a great place to be, and so Anne kind of reluctantly agrees to do one last assignment and to go undercover inside this cult and see if she can find out, you know, more about the leader and if she's able to rescue. And the children, it feels like, you know, adults, they make the choice to go into a cult. But if you I are know. a child, either born into it or – I'm sorry?
2: That's said children don't make that choice. And,
3: no. Right. No, they don't.
2: <laughs> they
3: uh, – You know, they have to kind of go with their parents or if they're born into it, that's the only life that they've known. They don't make the choice.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. So Mm -hmm. she's really passionate about saving children. And so that kind of, you know, spurs her on as she begins to develop the identity that she's going to have to assume in order to not be known as like an agent. So of course, she has, you know, all kinds of like conflict when she finally starts investigating the cult and she becomes really attached to some of the children that she gets to know. And this kind of makes it hard for her to be an objective observer, which is, you know, what she's supposed to be. She's supposed to be gathering information and she's actually in this case, like forming attachments. This was the first book that I I read by Laurie R. King. I read it a long time ago Um, Like back in the early two thousands, and I loved it so much. I was really excited Mm. that it's finally available in audio. It wasn't when I first read it. Um, Yeah. And it is read by the fantastic Alyssa Bresnahan. So if you are an audio reader and you want to check it out, um, it is a darker place, and it's by Laurie R King.
1: I've never read any of her books. So I will have to check it out. So,
3: Amber really likes her, um, oh, like her Mary Russell books, which are like a take on Sherlock Holmes. Um, and I'm not a big Sherlock Holmes fan. So, I'm not a big. Which, I don't know about those. Right <laughs> <now that> Amber... <laughs> yeah, Amber like, like really loves I, them.
1: I do like the ones. Um, what's her name? She writes with Jean Patterson and she writes Ooh. like um they're oh. like Sherlock Holmesy kind of books. Uh is it Brittany cavalero Yes. Like or the, no, some no the, not her. Um The Young I feel I wanna say Candace or not Candace. Something with a C Oh Candace Fox. Maybe? I don't remember. I don't know. I
3: don't I a lot
1: totally of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, those, those are the only ones I kind of like.
3: Sherry Thomas has her like Lady Sherlock series that I yeah. keep thinking that I might check out at some point, but I never have. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Too many books out there that are good.
3: <laughs> it's true.
2: Mm-hmm. It's true.
1: So the last book that I'm going to talk about is not really a typical cult it's more of a i guess it's more of a kind of a society in a way so it's the um the marriage pact and it's by michelle richmond oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) so this book is about a couple named alice and jake and alice and jake are newlyweds so Alice used mm-hmm. to be a rock, a rock star, mm-hmm. and Jake is a psychologist. Um, so they're newlyweds. Um, so as I had so mentioned, Alice, we used to be a rock star, but now she's a lawyer. And her and her coworkers are celebrating Um, the win of a difficult case. And while there, she kind of mentions that she's getting married this coming weekend. And one of the clients kind of says, um, oh, you, um, you, that's so cool. I would love to go to a wedding. And she jokingly (coughs) says, hey, why don't you come? Thinking like, it's kind of a joke, right? But, um, Finnegan takes it seriously, and somehow he ends up coming to her wedding, which I think is kind of weird, but he ends up sending them a gift, and it's a carved box that says the pact on top, and that's all. Like, that's all they know about it. Um, it's, it contains another wooden box, smaller, and it's got a key that, like, it has a lock on it, so it needs a key, but they kind of put it aside with all the other gifts, and they, get, they go off on their um, honeymoon. When they get back from their honeymoon, Finnegan asks if they got their, his present, and they say yes. And he mentions that in a couple weeks, one of his friends will be coming to talk to them about the present. So they know nothing. Because that's about, normal. All they know yeah. is that they have this box. <laughs> well, a woman named Vivian comes and she starts she talks to them about the pact she gives them some paperwork to fill out which i thought was kind of weird and yeah. it has um and she explains to them about the pact she gives them a like a manual that they have to read it's a really long manual and jake is kind of like not the biggest uh reader he's more into skimming mm-hmm. and um alice is really excited. She is always into new adventures and she's always up for something different. So they end up signing not really knowing what they're really getting into. Well, they really really should have read things a little bit closer because
0: <laughs> the pact uh, is really yes. not
1: something that she yes. wants to be involved in. The pact has many rules. For example, when your spouse calls you or texts you, you have to respond to them immediately. I'm not really sure how the pack knows if this happens. Um, <laughs> you I have to get a... I like this one. You have to get a gift for your spouse randomly every month. I really like that one. Which makes it's like, <laughs> not
3: random. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or... You have to, um, each of them has to plan a a vacation of some sort. It can be just a weekend um, every quarter, which I kind of like that one too. But if this doesn't happen, there are consequences. And not really knowing what they got into, Jake and Alice, they get really busy with work and things get (laughs) a little bit forgotten and they get into trouble. So. It's a little bit of an interesting situation, for example, Alice, I can't remember exactly what she got in trouble for, but she ends up getting a meeting with Vivian, and she comes home with a bracelet, and this bracelet has GPS on it, and they're not really sure, but it might also have some audio, so it might be able to tell what they're saying to each other. They don't really know, but she has to wear this for two weeks. and. It really gets her doing things like she's a little bit more attentive and she's a little less stuck at work all the time. And Jake and her, they think, oh, this isn't so bad. It just gets us more focused on each other. Well, the consequences get more severe as time goes on. And it gets to be a pretty wild ride. And I'm not going to say much more other than you've got to read this because it is a wild, it's wild, so wild good. situation. Oof.
0: So, this is
1: the pact. Uh, sorry, this is the marriage pact. And it's by Michelle Richardson. Richard Sorry. <laughs> That's <okay>. Michelle Richmond. <laughs> oh my so, God. I love that. I, so, so, I read it good. a while ago. And then I reread it this weekend just so I would have it fresh in my head because it's been mm-hmm. like a couple of years since I read it and oh my god I forgot oh. how good it was
3: yes, yes this is so good hold
2: on to your seat.
1: <laughs> I like and some the of the really- rules like I do yeah. love some of the rules like getting a present once a month like come on who doesn't want presents or <laughs> yeah sure going on a trip every couple every couple months who doesn't want to go on a trip once in a while but those consequences <laughs> whoo
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah you don't want
3: to be like messing around with the, the packed people they're um no powerful. not at all mm-hmm. dangerous
1: yes. yes
3: it's interesting because her other books like are nothing like this mm-hmm. like I started she's written more sort of thrillery books but they're, yeah. they're not like there's one that's historical fiction mm-hmm. um I looked at some author. of her other
1: books. I read. I looked at some of her other books, and they didn't have the greatest rating, so I never, I didn't add any to my TBR list. But I think if I have one of ones, them. To let me know. I have one.
2: I think oh. I have one or
3: two. <laughs> I haven't read them, but they're like on my.
1: I think it would make me sad to read another one and it not be as good as this one, because this one it was amazing.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It was
2: so good. (laughs) Okay, my last book. All right, last one, Melissa. All right, my last book is kind of not really cultish, but it's called Always Watching by Chevy Stevens, and it tells the story of Nadine, who is a psychiatrist, and she comes... In contact with a patient who is very suicidal, in fact she 's attempted, and she has just left a um, a coming and she lost her baby, so this is all thrown her upside, her life upside down, so she thinks she needs to end it. Well, the twist in the book is the commune. Nadine was in it briefly as a child. So she has no mem, but she has no memory. And it goes through her memory suffering, it suppressed her suppressed memories surfacing, if you can say that fast. <laughs> and um and it gets very twisty and suspenseful from there. And if I tell more, I will spoil the book. And I don't like it when people do it to me, so I will not do it to you guys. Um, It is Chevy Stevens, and it's always watching. Chevy Stevens writes some Mm -hmm. scary, scary stuff. And I read it on Bard and Audible. I like both narrators, but I really like Martha. I've always been a Martha Harmon Pardee fan, so... I'm a little biased
3: uh,
2: toward her narration.
3: <laughs> yeah, well now she's gone away.
2: Yeah. I feel like I've said this a lot, but I haven't read this mm-hmm. author
1: before.
3: <laughs> I feel oh, like i am saying British, that a lot this,
1: this episode.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a Canadian author and you haven't read it. You're I not watching your country very well.
2: Mm-hmm. I've read
1: a lot of Canadian authors. But
2: Just not this one. one. Oh, this one is, I highly recommend her.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, she's very, very good. She's writing at Facebook and uh, she's writing something now that she's not like, really talking much about, but she'll keep like yeah. saying, you know, little like hints about her work in progress. Um, <laughs> she's kind of cool to follow on Facebook. Yes. All right. So that brings us to the end of our cultish discussions. Hopefully, we have given you some ideas of things to read if you are a fan of books about cults. Um, We certainly have more suggestions for you, so if you'd like more recommendations, please reach out and let us know. Thank you to Brooke and to Melissa for hanging out with me this evening and talking about all kinds of cultish goodness. And again, I apologize for the
2: background noise. Oh, that's okay. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. What we happened is I, I muted it and it didn't work, but the next Uh-oh. few times it worked. So
3: <laughs> yeah, the mute thing is kind of pathetic yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> it was thanks, fun ladies. as
3: always. Hold on, we're not done. Yes, as always, done. thanks goes out to. Christine for her fantastic ending of each and every episode you hear. And thank you all of you who join us to hear us talk about all of the books that we love. (laughs) I will be back with you next Tuesday morning with um, your guide to the week's new releases. And some number of us will be with you on Friday for more discussion of bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Yay. All right, we are done, and tomorrow morning I get to talk to Sherry LaPena
1: <gasps> again. That, that's cool. Mm. Yes,
3: that's her oh, new book,
1: It is good,
3: and she's mm-hmm. so like warm, she's and nice. approachable. She's very nice. She sounded, like, she sounded really nice. <laughs> I know, she's like nicer than I was expecting her to be. She's just like very friendly. <laughs> I is yes. Canadian. Uh-oh. I figured that's what you would say.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Canadians Canadian, are friendly people. right?
1: We're friendly people. Well, that, that's good.
3: So, yes, yes I will speak are. to her tomorrow morning. That's cool.
2: Excellent, Nail. and then Fiona Nailed Aver it. Nailed it.
3: It's next <laughs> week. Who is? Sorry? Fiona Davis is next week. Oh neat! Ooh, she is good too. Yeah. I
1: like her books.
3: Yes, I do too. Her new one is so so good. Is it good? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm I'm looking it's forward his. to that book. Her new one
0: next week. Mm.
1: That's cool. I'll have to I'll have to watch Bookshare.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Did I send it to you? I don't think so. No. Oh. You haven't sent me that one, um, or well, if, it... you have, uh, if you have, if sh- you have the the panniers too
3: uh i don't have the lapenia that was an audio yeah um when it comes out tomorrow so oh okay no cool,
1: i'll look for it um but I'll i hope it's the, better uh... than last year's last year's book it was i found it was stinky i didn't like it oh see i i didn't mind last year's but yeah this one I is didn't play- either. okay well that's just me then <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay, that's Opinion. okay.
3: I important. like most
1: books that you like, Shannon. All right, ladies.
3: It's talk, true, take care.
1: but every once yep. in a while.
3: All right. Bye, exactly. guys.
1: Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.
3: So I have a, an interview in the morning. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes.
0: Let me.